Hey guys, it's Varsha, and this episode was sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. You guys can record a podcast using Anchor in a fun and easy way. You can also add music and other features to make your podcast even better. Anchor automatically distributes your podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and various other platforms. You guys can also listen to podcasts on Anchor as well. The best part of Anchor is it's also free at no cost. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's your host, Varsha and Vega, and welcome back for another episode with RMV. Hey everyone, today we have a unique guest who's an actress and a singer. Yeah, and I'm so excited to talk with Hannah, and thank you so much for joining our episode today. And maybe, you know, I can learn some acting skills in this episode. Yeah, so Miss Hannah, why don't you introduce yourself and talk about what you do? Yeah, hey guys, thanks for having me. My name is Hannah Weaver, and I'm a New York City-based actor and singer, and recently I've also become a podcaster. That's so exciting. I know. Marcia and I were so excited for you to come along. (laughs) You've never interviewed an actor, singer before. Yeah, Yeah, we haven't. So we just wanted to ask, like, when did you start acting? Yeah, so I... I think my parents always kind of knew that I belonged on stage. Um, Mm -hmm. So I used to reenact movie musicals in my house and I would like dress up and play all the parts and like sing all the songs. I knew all the lines (laughs) and, (laughs) and I was really little. So they signed me up for a theater camp when I was like six. So I think it kind of like blossomed from there. I got into community theater when I was young and I would do like local talent shows and like took dance classes and things like that. And I grew up doing theater in school, but I always kind of thought of it as just a hobby. Um, I actually didn't consider pursuing it as a career until like, I think I was a junior in college. And Mm -hmm. looking back, it seems like a natural next step. So like, I didn't really know why it took me that long. Um, But yeah, there was definitely, so I, I have been doing it my whole life, but didn't start seriously pursuing it as a career option until... I was probably like 20 or 21. That's cool. Oh, wow. That's really interesting and fun at the same time. Yeah. So one of our listeners asked, so what inspired you to become an actor and singer? Ooh, what inspired me? I mean, I don't, again, like, I don't think there was an, like a moment where I was like, this is what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. I think it was just kind of a natural, like there was a moment when I was like, oh, it makes sense for me to pursue this professionally. But there wasn't a moment where I was like, you know, it just seemed like a natural progression, like a natural next step Mm -hmm. for me. Once I hit that point, I was like, what do I want to do with my life? Oh, like Mm -hmm. I've kind of been on this path. But I think distinctly remember the first time I realized I loved singing. And I've always loved to sing. But the first time Mm -hmm. I realized like, hey, like I'm like kind of good at this in my little like eight-year-old, nine-year-old brain. I remember (laughs) I had a Disney princess karaoke CD. And specifically, I remember loving the song Reflection from Mulan, and I would, like, belt (laughs) my heart out. (laughs) And I remember loving that and being like, I'm really good at this, as, again, a little kid. And I remember loving, like, classic musical theater growing up, and I had a really, really wonderful elementary school music teacher who always encouraged me to keep singing and, like, kind of fostered that love for music with me. Wow, that's amazing. I know. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it's so funny, like, looking back, like, how much sense it all makes now. But, like, again, it never really occurred to me that I would be doing this professionally. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That is, like, breathtaking, too. Like, (laughs) 
like yeah. when you were young you were like singing and it's like oh I'm getting good at this and like you pursue it even now like to be yeah. a successful actress so that's like wow amazing <laughs> yeah thank you and I don't think I was like going around as a kid being like I'm gonna be an actor like I yeah, don't ever I think, think I was yeah, doing that but again it just like it was always there <laughs> mm-hmm. that's cool so what type of performances do you do so you do theater right and so like yes. you do musicals Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am pursuing musical theater. The thing about pursuing performing arts, especially in New York City, there's so much access to like all different types of performing arts. So like I have so many friends who like who write and produce and direct and do film and do commercials and do musical theater and do street mm-hmm. theater and like there's so much in this city. So I definitely like there's room for me to branch out into into other mediums and like I've done some small films and I've done you know I've I've done some writing and I've done some comedy and like things like that but mm-hmm. but primarily I do musical theater and within that primarily I do children's theater and family entertainment that's so cool yeah I was actually yeah. on your website and I watched some of your <laughs> videos and it was so cool like I was like really enjoying watching all the videos you're so good oh. at them Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. You're I did also a good my own podcaster. website, so I'm proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good podcaster too, by the way. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That's so, been such a passion project. Yeah, so speaking about that, she does have a podcast called Guys Are Crazy. So do you want to talk about that? Like, what is it and why did you start it? Yeah, absolutely. So Guys Are Crazy, that is spelled G-U-Y-Z-R, crazy. Um, <laughs> my roommate and I moved in together almost two years ago now and we moved to Brooklyn and we were dating other people like not each other but like we were we were in the dating world and we were getting these like insane messages on like dating apps like these crazy like experiences were happening to us so we decided to document them Mm -hmm. and it blossomed from this like Instagram page where we would just post screenshots of like crazy things that had happened to us or had been said to us. Mm -hmm. And it blossomed into this platform for, to talk about stereotypes, like gender stereotypes and dating stereotypes and dating experiences. And it's, we hope to get kind of like a comprehensive view of like the dating world. So we talk to all different types of people about their experiences. We challenge stereotypes as they relate to dating. We talk a lot about like feminism and gender stereotypes in particular. Uh, so it's been a really, really cool experience and a full like quarantine hobby that was born from <laughs> yeah. our own experiences in the dating yeah. world. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I was also listening to this bit of your episodes too, and it was really yeah, fun to listen here. to. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it's been really fun to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Varsha and I mm-hmm. also started our podcast during quarantine. Just because so, of quarantine yeah. started, so. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm sure you feel the same way then. It's been such a wonderful, like, way to spend time and to, like, be productive in quarantine. Exactly. It's yeah, also a big exactly. stress reliever for us. You know, not yeah. to worry about the outside world. It's really nice to start a podcast. Definitely. And it's such a great reason to connect with people who I wouldn't have connected with yeah, otherwise. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We've met like new people, like so many new people over the past few weeks. And it's like we've learned so much from each and every one of them. Yeah. It makes yeah. Us really I, happy I, I didn't too. imagine I was going to do this. Like, honestly, before quarantine, like, I didn't think I was going to become be a podcaster. Um, yeah, same yeah, here. So, <laughs> Me too. <it's> crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, going back to the you know being a role of an actor and singer so we want to know so how do you prep for a role 
natural. Ooh, okay. Um, this is a it's a little bit different for me. It's been a little bit different professionally versus in like school and stuff like that because, like mm-hmm. I said, I normally do professionally. I've been doing a lot of children's theater, so that's a lot more like presentational stuff like that. It's a mm-hmm. lot more music than like mm-hmm. dialogue. Generally, I'm totally generalizing. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. But kind of overall, um, I think like logistically, I I overall have to be really confident in the script. Um, I have a For history sure. of stage fright. <laughs> so stage. yeah, oh, it's wow. so common. And like, I think a lot of people will watch like actors on stage and stuff to be like, oh, like they look so confident. It's like, no, I know here too. Like we have stage fright also. (laughs) I have countless stories of me messing up on stage and like fumbling lines. And truthfully, something that has made me really grow as an actor is like embracing that stage fright Uh and being like, this is what makes it interesting. Because when you're doing the same show every single day for however long, like it gets old and like a really great way to keep it fresh is to like embrace the things that go wrong and to like roll with it. So going back to the question, um, (laughs) I think, yeah, like learning the script inside and out. Um, One thing I I do, which is I think kind of unique to memorize songs. um, And this has helped. So like when I'm auditioning, I'll have to learn a lot of new music for different roles. So like, like really quick, they'll be like, learn this for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And one thing I do to help me learn songs quickly is to actually play other music while I'm learning the song. Because oh. I know, oh, like, wow. <laughs> it's hard, but it's helped me a lot because, like, if I if I can sing a song while listening to, like, the radio blasting, I'll know that I, like, have – I got that song down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But in terms of memorizing lines, I try to not just memorize the words on the page. I try to think about, like, the character's intentions and objectives – and like putting life and reason behind a character's words, um, it helps me bring them to life. And it like, mm-hmm. it makes the lines make more sense to me. And it makes it then easier to learn instead of just like learning the words on the page. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like being a singer, like an actress, like it's not easy. Like it is definitely hard and it takes a lot of commitment. And like, you know, you're committing it to it your whole life. So it's like obviously not easy, like you said. Like it has its own, like you learn a lot. So Yeah, definitely. Thank you for saying that too. A lot of people I think take artists for granted. Mm-hmm. Um and like yeah. all art forms, not just not just actors. But I think it's really easy to be like, Oh, like acting is such a fun job. Yeah. And then so. but yeah. be like, Oh, it's not a real job but then like sit and consume like eight hours of Netflix a day and it's like, Well you're yeah. You're still, like, you're benefiting from this. So, like, yeah, it's a real job. Um, Yeah, and I think, like, I like to say that it's a lifestyle. It's not just a career because, like, ever since I did start Mm -hmm. pursuing this professionally, like, it is, Mm -hmm. it has changed how I live my life. And it's interesting to think about. For sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, one of our listeners asked, so how do you improve your singing voice and find time to warm up? Oh, wow. Um, Let's see. Uh, well, warming up is really, really important. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is. Singing is so physical and acting is so physical. And mm-hmm. yeah. again, even talking, like, like it's easy to develop vocal issues from just, like, talking a lot because, like, people who don't think about it don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, like, 
different warm-ups work differently for each person. So like I will sometimes warm up differently depending on like what I have to sing or do that day. But I always stretch and do like breathing exercises to like get my body really grounded. Um, I'm a big fan of like lip trills, like <clears throat> I don't know how that I sounded heard. on my mic, but like that like, <laughs> yeah, like lip exactly. trill sort of thing. Um, I, I like straw singing, which is like singing through a straw. It kind of helps with like resistance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a belt box. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a little like, you can Google it. I think it's like beltbox.com or something, but it's like a little (laughs) kind of foam, like sound muffler that you can like sing into and it muffles the sound. And like, I'm always warming up in weird places. Like, well, not during covid but um when i was like traveling i would always be like in hotel rooms and stuff or like when i'm auditioning i'll be like warming up on the subway or like on the street and it kind of like muffles Mm -hmm. the sound so that's a great tool if you're looking for i never knew that that. yeah it's a belt it's a great tool um especially like again if you're like living in a city and like oh i know a lot of people like warm up in their car but like nobody has cars here so (laughs) um yeah but in terms of like finding time like there's no you just have to do it. You just have to find a time. I, unfortunately, I don't, I don't want to say unfortunately, I have dealt with vocal injury in the past Mm -hmm. and I, it was unfortunate, but I learned a lot and -hmm. it helped me like prioritize my vocal health, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. ultimately was a good thing. So I don't want to say unfortunately, (laughs) but it really taught me, like it emphasized the importance of warming up and like really taking care of myself physically, mentally, all of that. So Mm It's just something you kind of have to learn with like time management and kind of find a time to fit it in. And it, you don't have to be doing like a huge warm up every time you sing. Again, mm-hmm. like case by case, if you're, I mean, I warm up even if like I'm going to work and I know I'm going to be talking a lot, but I'm not going to yeah. be doing like a full soprano vocal warm up if I'm going to yeah. go to work and uh-huh. talk. Mm-hmm. But I'll yeah. be, I'll make sure like I'm vocally ready to do what I have to do for that day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think warm-ups are important too, like in terms of singing and like exercise mm-hmm. size and you need warm-ups. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I was going to ask, looks like like all singers like probably, you know, loses their voice, you know, once in a while. Like yeah. I'm yeah. singing too much, right? So like, what do you do after that? Like, how do you recover from losing your voice? Whew, that's a tough one because it, it kind of depends on why I've lost my voice. And mm-hmm. there's a difference between like, vocal fatigue and like and okay I'm not a professional I'm not a an expert mm-hmm. on any of yeah. this so like this <laughs> is fine, kind of fine. just coming from like my experience okay. I know personally like if I have a cold and my voice is feeling a little bit like like fatigued or like scratchy or something mm-hmm. I know personally yeah. if I sing through that for a show I'm not going to lose my voice fully most likely oh. Oh. so like oh, but okay. a, but if I'm feeling like I've been singing too much or I've been using my voice too much mm-hmm. and like I feel it coming on that my voice is starting to go like I will hunger down and like won't talk for as long as I possibly can mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it I'm cautious to say I I will never want to encourage anybody to sing through any sort of vocal discomfort yeah. I think it's very mm-hmm. case by case like you know there are times when I'm saying through vocal discomfort when I shouldn't have. And then there are times when I was fine. So I mm-hmm. want to caution against that whenever possible. But I think like in terms of if you're starting to feel under the weather, but still feel like you can do it, just make sure you're really hydrated always. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Make sure you're, you're 
not talking when possible. Make sure you're not screaming. Stay away from like alcohol, smoking, yeah. things like that. Anything yeah. that's like drying out. I, mm-hmm. I did end up in losing my voice for a very long time, and I was in vocal therapy for a while um, to like kind of help mm-hmm. recover from my vocal injury. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, like it'll kind of resurface, and I kind of have to go back to my training yeah. like that. But yeah, yes, I was gonna say like, singing and acting—it's it's a hard job for sure. Yeah, it is. Both of them together simultaneously. <laughs> it's so hard, like, like, especially if you hard. lose your voice. Yeah. Like, it's a big job. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. There's thank God for understudies. Understudies are champs. Um, yeah, <laughs> they do great work. Yeah, and I myself like singing a lot. Like, I love to sing, but then, like, I'm really scared to, like, you know, show off my talent and stuff. Like, I just sing in, like, my own time. And then, like, sometimes there are times where, like, I lose my voice and I'm not able to sing. Or, like, you know, like you said, like, you should stay hydrated. Like, there are times where I was singing and then, like, my throat is all dry. And then, like, when you sing a high note, it just, like, makes the voice, your voice cracks. And it's just so embarrassing. Like, I mean... Like, I haven't done, like, I've only done that when I was alone, but, like, not to, like, you know, if, if you do that in front of the public, that's, like, really embarrassing. <laughs> so, yeah, I also see, I also would say it is important, like, you know, Hannah said that, like, stay hydrated and, like, not talk too much. Because, like, for me, too, I, like, always yell at my sister, like, every day. <laughs> and it gives me a lot of stress. And my mom sometimes just says, like, you know, like, why don't you just be quiet? Like, every morning. So, every morning when we come, like, my sister and I, we would eat. And we would never stay quiet because we always have something to fight about. So there was this one day my mom was like, you know what, tomorrow all you guys are going to stay quiet. And so that one day I was like, at least at peace. And then the other days were just like complete disaster. <laughs> like an earthquake that's just funny. happened. Yeah. So I relate a lot. But I relate a lot to that. Yeah. yeah. So we wanted to ask, what are some hardest parts of being an actor or singer? And what are the best parts? Oh, gosh. Um... Hardest uh, those are big, qu- big questions. Those are big questions. Big questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, I think it's it's kind of a lifestyle. Like the yeah. and adjusting to mm-hmm. that is really hard. I think mm-hmm. there's there's an expectation among a lot of young people, or there feels like a pressure among a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. And again, I can only kind of talk about my experience, but like in this country, it seems like the thing you, you know, you go to, you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a job, like a nine to five, you work that, whatever, you settle down, you have your kids. There's like kind of an expected timeline and a non-traditional career path like this kind of throws a wrench in that. So I think kind of readjusting to societal expectations is hard. Um, For sure. Yeah. And... Yeah. It's really easy to compare yourself to others um, in terms of that, yeah. but also in terms like within the industry in terms of like looks and talent and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's that's really difficult. So overcoming that has been a challenge. And I think I think a lot of a lot of the challenges within this industry are based on like the industry. And not based on the like day to day aspects of the job. Like I love acting, I love singing. Like it's it's more of, like the challenges this industry presents are more from like the business and logistical side of things. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's all I got. I could I could go on for days about yeah. hard, <laughs> but I think kind of like in general those mm-hmm. have been like the most 
difficult adjustments. And I'm pretty new to, I'm a couple years into doing this professionally. Like it, it hasn't been very long, but I looking back. So like these, these adjustments have are pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's what comes to mind first. Oh, okay. I actually, yeah, yeah. I totally agree um, with that I wanted too. to ask too, like for me, I mean, I'm not an actor or singer, but like I, you know, <laughs> I participated in school plays and stuff like that. And um, I always lacked in confidence. You know, I've, I've, I had huge stage fright. It's something like I hated going up to stage. So like, how, how do you deal with confidence? Like, how did you gain your confidence or did it come naturally to you? Oh my gosh, fake it till you make it. <laughs> like, I think, first of all, if you act and you sing, you're an actor and a singer. Like, if you were mm-hmm. doing those school plays, you are acting and singing, you know? I think, okay. yeah. like, yeah. I think it's imposter syndrome in any industry is so real, especially when you're just mm-hmm. starting out. And, like, like I said, I'm a couple years out of college, so, like, I'm still young, and I'm, I'm, I still get imposter syndrome all the time in this industry where, where I know, like, even though I know I'm, I'm so qualified for everything that I'm doing. And I think like, it was, it was weird to start being like, I'm an actor instead of being like, I'm pursuing acting or like, I'm trying to be an actor. Like, I'm not, I'm not acting right now. Like there's no theater yeah. right now. We're in quarantine, yeah. but like, that doesn't right. make me any less yeah. of an actor. I think like kind of owning it, owning that title and owning that, owning those choices were like monumental mm-hmm. in building my confidence. And I think mm-hmm, okay. really like I've done so much okay. self-work in being like, I, I know I'm talented. I know I have what it takes to build a life in this industry or build a career in this industry. And again, I think just like once I once I was secure in those facts, I don't even want to say believe, like once I was like secure in that and then stopped, mm-hmm. I was able to then stop comparing myself to others as much. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was easier yeah. to be confident in myself, but it's such mm-hmm. a process. Like I'm still getting there. I still get yeah, stage fright. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, everyone, I'm sure sure. everyone yeah. gets stage fright. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. again, like I, like I said before, kind of like embracing the stage fright. Like yeah. one thing I love, one thing I absolutely love about pursuing this, this career path has been, I've learned to embrace the uncertainty of it all and learn to find excitement in that. Like I'm a very type A person. (laughs) I I, like thrive on routine. I love like my consistency, my stability, but there's none of that in this industry. So I think like kind of learning to embrace that as exciting because like my days never look the same pre Mm -hmm. pre COVID. Um, (laughs) Like every day was different. Every day was exciting. And instead of being like, Oh, like, I don't know what's going to happen today. Like my day looks different than it did last week or yesterday. Instead being like, I wonder what today's going to hold. Like I am prepared to, for whatever this day throws at me, like kind of reframing Mm -hmm. those mindsets has been really beneficial. Yeah, that's some good advice. Yeah. Mega, did you learn For anything sure, from yeah. that? Yeah. So, like, how about, like, you know, so many people, you know, make mistakes, as you said, like, you know, while acting. Mm-hmm. So how do you come back from that? Because, like, I know if, if I ever made a mistake, I would probably be crying, like, the next couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> Especially if I was on stage or something. So, like, how do you um, embrace your mistakes? Deal with that. Yeah, embrace yeah. them. And, again, it's so hard. And, like, this is something that I've only really started doing within like the past year um that Mm -hmm. I've only started being more comfortable with I think like growing up and like doing theater in school and stuff I've always I was never really good at like improvising 
or I was never confident in my ability to improvise. I was always uh-huh. very much like, if I mess up this line, like it's the end of the world. Like, and yeah, I've been yeah. there where I've been on mm-hmm. stage yeah. and like forgotten my lines and stood there like a fool <laughs> and been like, and wanted to like run off stage crying. Yeah. Like I've been there. That's happened yeah. to everyone who's, who's in this field. But mm-hmm. I think like, again, what, yeah, once I kind of embraced that, I worked on my improv skills. I worked on like, you know, what to do in those situations. Mm-hmm. I've also worked on collaborating more with the people I'm on stage with. Like it's such a team yeah. effort. And mm-hmm. I like everyone has to be like working together at all times because if one person messes up, it affects everybody. So like it's, sure. it's up to everyone to jump in and like help everyone mm-hmm. out and it's high stakes. And like, instead of being like, oh, it's high stakes, that's scary. Now it's like, oh, it's high stakes, that's exciting. And especially like when... I've done a couple like longer contracts where I'm like doing the same show mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at, at a certain point it's like, okay, you know the show, but like things are still going to go wrong. Yeah. But I think at that point, like when yeah, you know the true. show that well, anything could go wrong and you could like, you could solve it. And like, that's when it becomes exciting when it's like, how can I get out of this situation in the moment when the stakes are high? It's not like, Oh my God, the audience is going to know and I'm mm-hmm. going to do a job. It's like a, how can I fix this? This is fun. Um, mm-hmm. And again, just again, reframing that mindset. Oh, okay. That's cool. Because the audience, <laughs> never, the audience is yeah. not going to know. Like, exactly. <laughs> unless the audience knows the show that well. And I think like in my experience, as someone who's been an audience member who knows shows very well, mm-hmm. when you're a super fan of a show, mm-hmm. you're going to be excited if something goes wrong. Like I'm always looking for things going wrong in yeah. shows and movies <laughs> and stuff. Like it's exciting. And if yeah. the audience doesn't know the show that well, it's going to go right over their head unless the actor like runs off the stage crying so I think it's been like you know how can I solve this when no one will know any better and like I'll have done a good job in that regard yeah I think like in all shows like I don't know if I've I think I've seen in like movies and stuff it's like you know there's a scene where they're having you know they're having a play and then it's like the teacher's like you know keep on going never stop everyone never stop don't stop just keep on going saying your lines don't stop anywhere and it's like just keep on going like don't run off or anything but like some people do. Yeah, I mean, like I've done, I did a show twice a night, every single night, just about for like months and months and months. So like, Mm -hmm. I knew that show like the back of my hand and there would be days when I'd get up Uh there and like, just my mind would go blank. And I would like have to be like, okay, I just sang this line. I don't remember the next one. What rhymes with that? Just so I can Mm -hmm. make something up. Like (laughs) knowing full well, like I know the show is just like, I had a brain fart. Like it happens. (laughs) So yeah, you have to be like thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. we're humans, right? We're not robots. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, and, so, and as you said, it's like a team effort. So everyone yeah. has to help each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to get back to the challenges of you know acting and being a singer. So I think it's more mainly focused on acting. So what are your what are some thoughts on what are your thoughts on like nepotism, like in industry? I think happens? theater is really known for that <laughs> like there mm-hmm. okay. and I don't I I have grown to not resent it if it's done for the right reasons uh-huh. I think like if I'm a casting director if I'm if I'm a hiring manager for any job if I'm hiring people I would rather hire people I mm-hmm. know I can trust than hire people who are complete strangers mm-hmm. because like yeah. kind of at this like once you're doing it once you're 
performing professionally, like there's a good chance you're really talented. Like everyone's kind of on the same talent like playing field. And I'm again, totally generalizing, like not everyone's going to like, I'm not the best singer out there, of course. But like, like, but to like, (laughs) the talent is more level than one might think. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going in for the same roles as like Mm -hmm. super famous Broadway stars, but like, I'm not a nobody. So I think like, if talent Mm -hmm. is kind of off the table, that's what I'm trying to say. If talent is off the table, I would rather work with people as a director, as a hiring manager, as a casting director in any industry. I would rather work with people who I know I can trust and who I know I can rely on. And I, so I think like once I kind of like once that clicked for me, I was like, oh, of course people are going to cast people they've worked with before because they know them and they know they can rely on them. Yeah, exactly. So getting your foot in the door is hard in that sense because you kind of have to know people to like it's easier to it's easier mm-hmm, to get ahead yeah. if you know people but it's mm-hmm. also really easy to network in this industry because it's so small so like if you work with some like I've worked with people in the past and like gotten jobs from them in the past like randomly yeah because like mm-hmm. and it wasn't like I was fishing for jobs like people think of you if you yeah. are like good yeah. to work with and like you maintain connections so I think like yes it's easier to get ahead if you know more people in this industry in, a, of course, a genuine, professional, mm-hmm. like, talented way. But mm-hmm. it's also, like, you have to put yourself out there and, like, put in the effort to get to know people. Like, it's not like people are, you know, just randomly getting, like, booked on Broadway because, like, they're mm-hmm. schmoozing someone. Like, you're, right, people right. are putting themselves yeah. out there yeah. to, like, make the connections they need to, to get ahead in, like, a genuine way. So I, I don't know if, like, nepotism is the right word, because that has such like a negative connotation, mm-hmm. but I think it's like it's it's like networking yeah, it yeah. and like making the most of connections and like building teams and casts that mm-hmm. are full of people who like are genuinely good people to work with. And I think like that's kind of that's a good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, so we I also like I was going to your website and I saw that you acted in your very first film came out last year, right? Yeah. I just wanted to ask, like, how is that different from, you know, musical theater, like, the your experience in that? Yeah, so I, like I said, I have stage fright a little bit. I mm. get, but I get really camera shy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's because I don't have a ton of experience in film. Like, so I've done a couple student films. I did work on a feature film a couple years ago. Um, and I, it is not my preferred media to work in because I think it's because I'm not as comfortable Mm -hmm. with it like I've grown up on stage I've I'm I will always be more comfortable Mm -hmm. on stage I think than I will be in front of a camera I think it's just like a an exposure thing like I just haven't done it enough it is really different stay on stage you're you know performing for you're performing out film like you're so small it's so intimate you're like standing super close to people you're like you have cameras in your face like your every every little like facial movement is like you know seen um so it is it it was such an adjustment to work on film I would not count it out like Mm -hmm. for me again like I I would potentially one day be interested in doing more film things I think like commercials would be great like tv like stuff like that but for now like Mm -hmm. I'm mostly focused on theater 
Yeah, I, can, I get that. <laughs> But it must have been really cool too, <laughs> yeah. working on a film. Yeah, it was very cool. I was actually a PA on the film and then I did mm-hmm. some like extra work. Yeah, so I was kind oh, of working okay. like the production side. But it was really cool to like be on the set to like kind of figure out like how a film, mm-hmm. a, a feature yeah. film set like works um, from that perspective because that was something I had never seen before and I was like fully thrown into it. Um, so it was a really cool way to learn. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is very it, it sounds fun too. Like I also want to experience yeah, yeah. that. Stressful, you know? but, but definitely yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also on their on your website I saw the music video called The Way of the American. So what it was what was that about? And like I really liked it too because it was like in many different languages. And like so what is your experience? Like you want to tell us like more about that more about yeah, your experience. Absolutely. So I think that is song. case in point of like networking. So I was working, I was doing another show and our musical director and composer for that was like, "Hey, I'm working on this project. Like, are you available this day? Do you have any interest in learning a song to like help me out?" And I was like, "Absolutely." Um <laughs> and it was, yeah, the the project is called A Time to Speak. It's by Rosenberg and Story. It's about like um mm-hmm. early 20th century American like textile mills. um think like triangle shirtwaist factory that sort of thing it's about like the prejudice and sexism that these people mostly women faced working in these mm-hmm. places mm-hmm. so it it i'm i'm a huge american history nerd and i'm a huge <laughs> feminist so it kind of like combined <laughs> all of my loves so i was like of course i want to be in this um yeah, yeah. so i think it it was it was a really cool way to like you know perform some new work help out a friend like mm-hmm. kind of merge my interests Yeah, I watched the I yeah, I watched the video. It was super cool. I, I really loved it. And Barsha and I are both in US history right now. So like I was like yeah. I was relating to it and I was like it's this is super cool. Yeah, when yeah, I was like really, really little in like elementary school, I did like a project on the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. So it's always been like I've always been fascinated mm-hmm. with like that subject. So like it was kind of a full circle moment for me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you you've traveled all over the world, right? So like what are some of your favorite places that you've been to? Oh wow. Everyone asks me this and I never know what to say. <laughs> um, I um so yeah, I have traveled I've traveled a decent amount um with different jobs that I've done, which has been mm-hmm. so cool. It's such a cool way to see mm-hmm. the world. I like to say because like it's you're seeing it a lot of the time from like a you're not seeing it from a tourism perspective. Um so like in a lot of these the places mm-hmm. that I've been like I I it wasn't really like on vacation I was working so like I would maybe have a couple hours off to like go grab a bite to eat or like go see a certain thing so I wasn't like you know doing all the touristy things I would a lot of the time yeah. just be like walking through towns and like walking through random places and like exploring and that was so cool. Mm-hmm. So hmm mm-hmm. trying to think favorite places I've been. Um One of my absolute favorite places I've been was Machu Picchu, but I wasn't there for work. I just I went there with a class. Um mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Oh, okay. That's uh, cool. So yeah. how is like is your work like the same thing? Like it must be different all around the world, right? Like acting or singing wise. So how was that? How was that experience like? Um so the all the jobs that I've done that have that have been traveling jobs, um only one took me overseas and it was based in the US. It was it was a cruise ship contract so i wasn't oh, like okay. performing for 
other places. I was performing on a cruise ship that was traveling other places. So I was still, yeah, oh, so I was still like contracted yeah. by an American company, like working with oh. a lot of Americans, um, performing for different cultural audiences, which was really cool and different. But, but the industry was, mm -hmm. was an American industry. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. So you talked about how you performed in a cruise ship. So I actually went on a cruise last year, like in the summer to, I think Mexico, I think. So I've always wondered about like, I, so I saw a few shows here and there, like in the night. And so like, I was wondering, you know, how their life is like, so like, how was your experience? Yeah. Like, um, out of curiosity, what cruise ship did like, you go on? Uh, I, I think it's called, I, I forgot the name, but um, do you remember the Carnival, inspiration? Carnival, Carnival inspiration, I think. Yeah, so cool. um, yeah, so every cruise line is different, um, in like specific in specifics, every cruise line is different. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think generally some of the things to expect when working on a cruise ship are it's kind of like it was like a strange, like different college experience because I'm mm -hmm. really yeah. close quarters. Um, you're working with the people you're living with spending all your time together a lot of the time you'll have like like different crew duties so like safety drills things like that um okay yeah so it's it was a, a really unique experience but it was so cool yeah I can tell like they like I was also like you know thinking like they have to go so like they have to work so hard like you know oh, night yeah. and like memory your lines you know it's definitely hard mm -hmm. like oh yeah I too, worked right? it was the like hardest and most I've worked in my entire life <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I also wanted to ask what are some tips for those who want to become an actor singer or who want to pursue that job okay yeah. um oh, I'm trying to think of like the most important things that I've learned okay <laughs> let's see I think listening to or like learning to listen to my body and to prioritize my like mm -hmm. health like physical and mental health has been so important mm -hmm. um and again these are like more general things mm -hmm. not like specific yeah. um I think learning that it's it's okay to say no to things um it's really really easy to get caught yeah. up in like this exciting industry and like want to do everything but like it is a business and it's so important to look out for yourself, like physically, mentally, financially, professionally, like kind of in all aspects, you have to like look out for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that like if a job isn't the right fit for any of those reasons, it's sometimes better to not take it than to take a job that's the wrong one. So that's more of a general thing. But I think in terms of specifically like for this industry, like work on your craft, mm -hmm. um, if you love it, like... Mm -hmm. do it work on it learn how to be better learn how to explore new things within your craft like like I said like I was never really good at I never was confident in my improv skills and then I right. now since yeah. the past couple of years have taken on a lot of jobs that require improv skills so like I've built up those skills things like that like there's always room for growth um at work mm -hmm. don't burn bridges what else remember that rejection is not a reflection of yourself yeah, for sure I think all about like building confidence yeah, yeah and yeah. being really secure in who you are don't compare yourself to others in terms of looks talent timeline yeah. any of that um mm -hmm. it can be such a toxic rabbit hole so like just stay away <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, Again, and it's really yeah. hard that's gonna yeah. say so hard it's so hard it but is, I think yeah. like the more you build up your confidence the easier it'll be to stop comparing yourself to others and to 
instead of being mm-hmm. like, yeah, oh, wow, totally. like so-and-so is so good. I wish I could be like that. You could be like, oh, so-and-so mm-hmm. is so good. Like, I respect that they're really good at that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'm not good at what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they're better than me. Like, that sort of thing. I think also, like, learn the industry. Like, read about it. Read the blog mm-hmm. posts. Yeah. Listen to the podcasts. Um, talk to people who are in it. Like, get that, like, nitty-gritty, like, specific advice and, like, for anyone listening, like if anyone wants to follow me, DM me, like I'm always happy to answer specific questions <laughs> because there's like I'm constantly learning and I'm on like my I guess my third year of doing this professionally and there's mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. So like yeah, that that's very general, but if anyone has specific questions, like I'm so happy to help. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's some amazing advice. Yeah, we will we will like link Miss um we will link Hannah's website and her instagram you know, her so, podcast yeah, down check, below check so check it out, it out. Nice. um yeah do you have anything too. else that you wanted to share or talk about hmm i i've always been told like <laughs> by people in the industry by professors by friends like mentors if there's anything mm-hmm. else you could see yourself doing with your life do that instead <laughs> like <laughs> it's yeah. a hard, it's a hard industry but I like to think like if you want to do it go for it while you're young like do yeah. what makes you happy yeah. don't just like mm-hmm. go into an industry because you think it's the right thing to do like like if you have a passion yeah, follow it yeah. mm-hmm. if you and then if, if it one day yeah. you realize it's not the right fit, it's so okay to reevaluate your choices and to pick something else. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's so important, especially like when you're young, like it's okay to change direction. It's okay to like make mistakes and like learn and realize like you want to go in a different direction with your life. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I feel like you should do what your, you know, your instincts, like your guts tell mm-hmm. you to do, like your conscience whatever that says we should go with that like you know like you said Hannah um follow your passion like follow your dreams and like you know it's never too late to change like if you don't like what you're doing you should definitely change it because you shouldn't do something if like you know if someone tells you like oh be this like you shouldn't be like no I'm not gonna be that because I don't like doing it just because they like to do it like you shouldn't do it too so you should always like you know go with your passion and go with your wishes mm-hmm. exactly blaze your, your own trail <laughs> do your own thing yeah don't the haters. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah um so uh, thank you for <laughs> yeah. joining us we had such a good time thank you yeah mm-hmm. thank you so much mm-hmm. so along with mega and i we thank all our listeners around the world for supporting and loving us follow us at mv talks 2020 on instagram for shout outs and requests and again thank you so much miss hannah for joining yeah thanks so much it really helped us a lot like i've gotten a lot of skills and you know i'm pretty sure yeah. like your advice and will I, help I know, me so, in my like, life never- as well really knew what, about an actor's life or a singer's life so I learned more about that yeah same here yeah it was really interesting because like, I always wondered about this and now like I I didn't think I would like actually yeah. interview an actress or actor or meet one actually I I've only just thought of like maybe in the future you know like I don't really know I always wondered I like wondered about like about their life a lot and so now like Hannah thanks you so much for joining us and You've answered all my questions that I had and it has been cleared out. Yeah, so, thank you thank again so for having me. Happy to answer any other questions. <laughs> uh, yeah, we I will think, link Miss yeah, Hannah's right. yeah. podcast and website and also her Instagram. So make sure to check it out. 
and if you have any questions she said she can answer them for you yeah and also we're actually in the process of making a brand new even better website so stay tuned for that have a great day everyone it's me varsha and mega signing off, off.